Welcome to Lighthouse. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for joining us online. Thanks you for joining us in person and uh, for being here. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is our church vision. We talk about this every week and it's, it's really special because not only is our church local to Ventura and we're here and we're in community and we're discipling and following the word of God here right now, but online, I want to encourage you, if you're watching out of state, around the world, wherever you're at, is to be part of the Lighthouse vision, meaning partner up with someone and meet in the home, whatever's comfortable on the lawn, watch the message together and, and talk about it. Enter into a discipleship together. And that's, that's what the vision of the church really is about. There, there are a few announcements we're going to talk about, but one I'm really excited. This is, this is really cool. Is if you've gone to our, our website recently, you'll have noticed the new edition at the bottom of the homepage. You're going to see our daily devotion. This is, it's so cool. One of the things we talked about last sermon series is getting a strong foundation in our faith. And one of the ways to do that, a good starting way to do that is by reading the word of God daily. And so at the bottom of the homepage, it, it's updated daily. You can look at it, read it. And it's just a, a quick way to get a, a, just nourishment from the word in your life at just at the start of the day. So with that, Patty, give us some announcements. Do you have some announcements? We have this Wednesday, 7 p.m. We are having our communion night via Zoom. So make sure you message us to get the link so you can be a part of that. And then also just so that you're prepared, make sure you have something to drink um, and then crackers or cookies or whatever you need. Che is cheese acceptable? I guess. <laughs> you know? Hey, we're, we're just going to partake in whatever you feel... Um, good taken to remind you of Jesus's love for you and what he did on the cross and go for it. Um, so yeah, so make sure you message us for that link, Zoom, this Wednesday, 7 p.m. to take communion together as a family. It's always such a special time. And then ladies, we have our next art night coming up. It'll be next Friday. So not this Friday, but the following Friday. So we'll make sure to keep you updated on that. And so make sure you start collecting supplies. You can have paper and paints and paint brushes and it'll be just a, such a great time of being creative together and now you do not have to be an artist or consider yourself an artist or artistic in any way it's totally okay i'm a firm believer that if the lord is our creator then we are creative so you are creative and artistic in your own way and we're not there to judge each other um on the other hand, we always have such a good time of talking and laughing and encouraging each other. So it's, it's just a fun time, and I really look forward to those nights. So in two Fridays from now, we'll remind you again next week. Oh, and also, sorry, so we head into um, just a time of offering, of tithe and offering. So if you're here on campus, we have a box here by the doors, and you can go ahead and slip your offering envelope into the little slot at the top there. Or if you are watching online, or if you're here and you need to do it later, um, you can go to our giving page, lighthouse805.com, fill that stuff out, and it'll get taken care of. So with that, let's really dive into the word. Prepare your hearts um, and your ears to just really soak in what the Lord wants you to hear today. Can you pray for us, babe? Oh, of course. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we can gather in our homes. We can gather here on campus um, together just to worship you to worship you and praise you and to learn more about you, Father. Would our lifestyle always be one of being ready to give you praise um, through the highs and the lows, Lord, because we know that even if it's a low, you're right there next to us to get us through it. And so, Father, I pray that as we receive your word, would your Holy Spirit be moving in our hearts and in our minds 
God, would we not be distracted by anything, no matter where we are? Would, would we be so ready to just hear your word? And would it be clear, Lord? Would we hear and say, I know what you want of me, Father, and you are so good and so awesome. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One of the coldest, wettest times in our lives was Disneyland New Year's Eve. I don't even know what year it was, but I remember I, I was thinking of a story of just when an umbrella was like the most important commodity at a location. And I was like, Patty, when, what would you say is the coldest, wettest time like of our lives? And she was like, Disneyland New Year's Eve. And I was like, okay, we're on the same and page. You know, I won't, you know, I won't ever forget that. Why? Somebody was cranky pants. <laughs> well, we weren't going to go into that. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's the happiest place on earth. Who cares about the rain? And Matt was like, not happy. It was so cold and so wet. And I remember walking along and we had this tiny umbrella and we're like huddled underneath it, just walking. And it was, it was the, it was a green umbrella. I remember that walking everywhere. And it was like one of those like little tiny ones. And, and I remember if you, if we like got too separate or were too away from the center of the umbrella, whole half your body just instantly soaked to the bone yeah. you know it, it just so wet the, every single time you stepped out from underneath the umbrella you were just wet and what i want to what i want to look at is is this concept of under authority and i want you to to picture the authority of god kind of like an umbrella if you will to where when you're underneath the authority god's covering you and outside of authority, outside of the umbrella, is when things can, can go wrong. Today's message is all about coming under authority, just like the umbrella. So I, I want you to open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 8. And I want to look at uh, the centurion that approached Jesus. And he really understood the concept of authority. And it even says that Jesus was amazed at his faith because he understood authority. So Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. This is the Roman officer. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come and, and if I say to my slaves do, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown out into darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. He, he understood. He understood authority. And we know that this, this servant, through, through research and theologians, and where it also appears in, in Luke, it says that he had palsy, the servant. And here's, here's what really blew my mind, is this servant had palsy. 
and if uh, in looking at what palsy is it's the head is speaking but the body is not acting on what the head is speaking to do and in some cases the body acts on its own accord void of what the the head is speaking okay are, are we are we hearing this message think think about this so this centurion shows up who has a servant suffering a palsy where the head is speaking, but the body is not acting in the middle of a city where the head of the church is speaking and the body of the church is not acting. And there's this parallel that's happening right here. And Jesus in his infinite wisdom orchestrated this somehow. And is like this, what's physically happening is what is spiritually happening. This centurion is sitting here like i just want my servant healed and jesus is like is, is anyone gonna catch this i hope someday someone gets this the very thing and disease that is plaguing this man is what is plaguing the church the head is speaking and the body is not acting man the the church was in the same state as the man with palsy and and even more audacious is I, I don't believe that the church was only that back then. I believe that it's still happening to today. This is still a thing. This is still what's going on. And I want to, I really want you to be thinking about this is, am I doing this? Is God, is Jesus speaking to me and, and I'm not listening. I'm not acting. See the, the real issue here is, is the church had an authority issue. This is where it all comes from. The, the head is the authority. The head is speaking and the body is there. Luke chapter 7 has the same story, but there is this additional background of this centurion that we find out. So Matthew chapter 8 and Luke 7, it's, it's a synoptic gospel, meaning it's the same story told multiple times in, in different books. And so it's the same story, but there's, there's this like addition that just blew my mind. So Luke chapter 7, verse 4 through 5 says this. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said. For he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. Get this. So are you telling me that the... the the, the army that is encamped in this location who the Jewish people do not like came in, this Gentile came in, saw how much they wanted to know Jesus, built them their own church. The whole reason why there is a synagogue and church in Capernaum next to Peter's mother-in-law's house is because this man who doesn't believe in the Jewish traditions. Like, does anyone, like, is that the weirdest, is that ridiculous? So this army military guy built the church for the people that he was entrenched and, and set up his own uh, army official place. Sorry, I don't know the right term for it. He built, he built the church because he understood authority. He understood that the body of the church to function needed the head of the church. 
he understood authority so much and so he built this church for them and it's it's all connected so you have this man with palsy who who the head is speaking the body's not functioning you have this early church who jesus the head of the church is walking around the body's not acting on and then you have the state of it where he's like i'm gonna build this for them and and i just i just wonder about the audacity of jesus seeing this man of man i can't believe this guy gets it he might not fully get it but he gets it it's it's all about coming under authority so the the body that the own body of the church the own body who's supposed to be following god who's supposed to be doing it didn't build the church the centurion did he saw the need of how much the body had to be connected to the head, had to be under authority, and he was the one who did it. And I wonder how many people failed to see that. How many people in the church failed to see that it was someone else who built the church for me, which in turn was why they became so comfortable in their faith and didn't keep stepping out and doing it. It's crazy. Matthew 28, 18 says, this is going back into authority. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. See, Jesus is, is just like the umbrella. He's just like the head. He's the covering. We are the body. All authority belongs to him, earth and heaven. Acts 5 Chapter 5, verse 29 says, But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. We, we, we have to have the authority above us rather than allowing authority besides us to dictate our faith, our lives. And so one thing that we do in our church is, is we do this thing called doing life together. It's where discipleship happens. It's where our growth and our faith happens. It's where we talk. It's where we wrestle about it. And what I want us to do is, is if you're on campus here or if you're meeting in someone else's home right now watching this, that you would turn to each other and, and have a discipleship moment, have a doing life together moment and talk about these questions. So doing life together. Have you gone beyond acknowledging Jesus as is your authority? Are you taking action on all that the head is speaking? What area of your life do you need to come under the authority of Jesus? R really, I want you to wrestle with this of, is there anything in my life where if I'm holding an umbrella, you know when you hold the umbrella a little too far away from yourself, part of you is just drenching wet? What, what area in your life do you need to bring back underneath the authority of Jesus? Or have you just not had Jesus as your authority yet in your life. And this is a moment to do it. So if you're here today, turn to someone else and talk about this. Maybe talk to a couple people. Um, and right now online, if you're, if you're just by yourself, we're gonna be talking about this and sharing some comments. So if you're watching live right now, I challenge you to start writing in the comments some, and, and we're gonna talk about that together. So let's go ahead and do life together. Well, it's, it's, it's just so amazing, these nuggets, you know, that the Lord reveals to us. And it's just so great to know that 
he speaks, even though he's speaking in this time in the Bible, he speaks to us today in the same way. And I was, I was, I don't know, the Holy Spirit was just telling, it was like speaking to me, babe, of how Jesus was amazed, right? He was amazed at the centurion's faith. And it's not that Jesus was surprised or shocked, like it was brand new news to him. He was amazed because I, he's all knowing. He knows yeah. what, where people's faith is, uh, uh, you know, in, at any given time. What I think what amazed him was that this centurion acted on it. Yeah. He, he made that connection between what was going on, what the Lord is speaking in his mind. He put the rest of his body into action into it. And that, I mean, for the Lord, for Jesus to say, like, I'm, I'm amazed at his faith because he's, in a, he's acting on it. And so also, too, with him building the church, I would, I would rather the Lord use me to build up his church, to mm. build up his people. Then I, God's not going to sit around and wait for you. He'll use someone else if you're not being obedient. And I don't want to be in that position where the Lord tells me, I told you, and because you didn't do it, I had to move on to the next person who would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would just be one of those things of like, ah. Uh. So I know that for me, the Lord has placed dreams in my, in my life. And, and it's being, I need to be obedient in those dreams also because they're there for a reason. Because ultimately, if they're dreams from the Lord, it's, it's for a bigger plan than just for me. It's, for, it's to build up his kingdom. And so I need to be obedient to that. So as you guys are sending in um, your messages, I have one here. Uh, Nakia has, well, Jesus is my authority in most areas of my life. But I need to come under God's authority in all my relationships, not just some. And that's so good because it's easy to pick and choose which relationships are easy to navigate in that and which ones you kind of more like, um, I don't feel like showing Jesus's love to you today. <laughs> um, and it's really coming under the Lord's authority of saying, I'm going to give him give in giving the Lord my all. I'm giving his all to others, to those around me. So that's so good, Nikia. Thank it you. Looks like uh, Pat said, uh, I constantly look at all the areas of my life and see where Jesus is the authority and where I need to submit to God's authority. So it's a, it's a constant, yeah, it's a constant, constant looking and checking mm -hmm. of seeing like what areas do I still need some help on that the Lord's going to be revealing. Um, so as you continue to ponder and think through this and have the Holy Spirit just really you know, wrestle with the Holy Spirit. That's okay. We need to have those moments of the Lord saying, okay, this is what, this is what you need to come under authority in. And so we need to be ready to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to step out in faith and enact. I'm going to yeah. connect my head with the rest of me, be the hands and feet of Jesus and, and move forward in that. So, um, like we have another one. Ooh, Jess. <laughs> I need to bring my parenting under God's authority. Whoo, that's a good one. That that's we could go on and on. That's a whole other message. <laughs> but yes, we need to parent the way the Lord would want us to. And a lot of times that means my patience. I'm speaking about me personally. My patience needs to come under that authority. I need to, to take that breath and say, okay, Lord, you deal mm. with these children. <laughs> but really, like all joking aside, like our every aspect of our life needs to come under that authority. We have Janelle saying the idea that the church body didn't build their church hits me in all the feels. Oh, yes. Same. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we need to That's listen good. more to the Holy Spirit and recognize when he is giving the opportunity and just do it. So, yes. And that's the importance of being in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying so that when that opportunity does come, you're ready. You're ready to enact and go for it.
So guys, keep these conversations happening. These are so good. These are such important um, things to, to sift through, to dig through and, and reach that point of saying, all right, Lord, I may not be fully ready yet, but I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to connect the authority that you're putting up here to the rest of my body mm -hmm. and just enact on it. Yeah. Welcome back. If you did not finish out your thought, I want to encourage you after service, dive back in. Uh, if you're watching at home, you can always pause it and keep the conversation going. So I want to look at how to start getting under authority. It's easy to say, hey, yeah, we should, we should be in authority. We, we need to have the authority of Jesus in our life. And it's great to say I agree with that, but it's another thing to do that. Mm -hmm. So Mark chapter 8, verse 8, going back into the, to the verse, it says, But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. Can we just, can we acknowledge the profoundness of this statement right now? Think, think about this, this side of the cross. The centurion understood that if Jesus speaks the word from wherever he's at, there is authority that can go anywhere. Meaning, Jesus sitting in heaven alive on his throne has the same fullness and authority of his word coming to life through salvation, through healing, through everything as it did back then, as it does now. And Centurion said this, and I just, I, I can't, like, what did Jesus, I mean, what was Jesus' reaction of just like, whoa, this guy understands all of humanity of all time. Like, <laughs> this guy's understanding is much more than just right now. It's for the history of forever and eternity. And it, it says that Jesus was amazed. Just speak the word from where you're at and I'll be healed. I'll be saved. That's, that's where it comes about. Why we, why we had an entire sermon series on understanding our faith was because we have to have this deep down faith of understanding that no matter what happens in my life, Jesus is on the throne in heaven, alive, and his word is, is authority. Mm -hmm. And so this is where it all comes into play is, do you have the full faith and belief that Jesus is in heaven and his word is authority over everything? Because if, if you have that deep down and you know it's true, then by taking the word of God and reading it and proclaiming it over your life, that's, that's where life changes. Again, that's, that's why we have like on our website, it's, it's awesome because every single day we have a, a daily devotion to get that word in our lives and get something fresh, get something new. Do you have the faith that his word has full authority? Again, I, I want you to picture the, the authority of Jesus as an umbrella. To all the, all the kids sitting around, drawing, I want you to, to draw an awesome umbrella with you under. You guys already drew an umbrella. That's awesome. I can't wait to see him after service. But if maybe if, if your child is at home, have him draw an umbrella. And I want you to picture that umbrella. Okay, for us, it was a green umbrella at Disneyland. I'll, I'll never forget that. But picture walking around. <clears throat> the challenging part of it 
is the body has to make sure that it stays under the umbrella, right? The, the umbrella is not floating around and you're just trying to chase after it. It's the body's responsibility to make sure that it aligns underneath the umbrella. Likewise, with us, as the body of Christ, it is up to us to align underneath the authority of God and saying, God, I, I, you are the full authority. And when, you're, when you speak as the head of the church, I will listen and I will act. And I feel like in today's society, that word authority can ruffle feathers hmm. um, big time. You know, and I think we've, we've all have, have had that, that feeling of like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> um, whether it's a parent or a boss or a, a friend even, your husband calling you out on stuff. <laughs> or your wife calling you out on stuff. <laughs> um, we, and, so, and so we need to remember that being under God's authority mm. does not look like how coming under authority is, is seen in the world. Mm. It's completely different. And so when you, when you recognize that coming under God's authority only produces the very best. Yeah. I, you know, why, why would you not? Why would you not? You, you'd be missing out on all the good that the Lord has for you and all the good that he's going to do through you. Yep. So do not hold back. Come under his authority because it's such a, a sweet place to be, challenging place to be, but so rewarding in the end. Yeah. Even, even looking at the umbrella, when we're out of alignment, where our, when the body is outside of the umbrella, we can get wet. We can get drenched. But the other responsibility of an umbrella is you have to hold it above. Just because you're holding it, if you're holding it perfect in alignment, but it's not above you being held above, it doesn't work. Well, you have to hold, you have to hold it yourself. You, you can't let, you know, expect somebody else to hold it and make sure they're covering you appropriately. Yeah. You know, have you ever done that? Like it's someone's always, it's just moving. It's not good. You got to hold it up yourself. Take responsibility for it. Yep. <clears throat> Which, which brings us back to this whole sermon series of change your city. Change your city. You cannot change your city unless you are covered by the authority of Jesus. Like, you can try and do good deeds and stuff, but that's, that's not with the full authority that is Jesus. Right? That's when life-changing things happen, is when Jesus enters the picture, when Jesus enters the room. When Jesus shows up, right? We wouldn't have the story of the centurion if Jesus wasn't there. And, and I think that's, that's so impactful. In order to change our city, we need to understand everything revolves around the authority of Jesus. And we need to come underneath it. Verse 10. Going back to our, our core scripture that we've been in this whole time. Uh, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. I know I said this earlier. Turning to those who followed him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Just put yourself in Jesus' shoes for a moment. He's sitting there. Look at his perspective, what he's looking, his point of view. He looks at the centurion. And it says that Jesus was amazed. It wouldn't say that if he wasn't amazed. 
he's he's shocked and he's like this guy understands who i am my authority for all of eternity and all of time of where i sit for my throne and my this is blowing my mind and then then it says he turned to those who were following him who was following him the disciples that's like that's the that is a backhanded compliment if i have ever heard one and only jesus can get away with this so then jesus turns to you know it doesn't say it was the disciples but it says who was following him it could be the followers it could be the disciples it could be anyone who is whatever and he turns to him he's like i tell you the truth i haven't seen faith like this in all of israel and he's talking to the people who are in israel the disciples like that's so embarrassing. Can you imagine that you've been following Jesus for however long and you're doing everything he says? And then some guy who's not even in the faith or religion amazes Jesus and he's like, hey, you need to have faith like this guy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what? thought I was checking off all the boxes here. What are you talking about? I'm following you every day. <laughs> and it's, it's, and I, I wanted to make that point of, it's not about just checking off boxes and doing what you think you should be doing. It's having the full faith mm -hmm. that Jesus is your authority and acting on what he says. There, there's a couple of times in the Bible when Jesus was amazed. And I want to look at one more of those times and, and then we're going to wrap it up here. But flip to uh, Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 verse 1. This is another time that Jesus was amazed. And... <laughs> I always like looking at when, when Jesus is amazed in the Bible. It's, it's just funny to me, I guess. Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Jesus left that part of the country and returned to his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching the synagogue, and many who heard were amazed. They asked, where did you get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then he scoffed. Then they scoffed. They scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick and heal sick people and heal them. Verse six, this is it. And he was amazed at their unbelief. It's easy to say, Oh, I'm so glad that's not me. You know, it's like I'm not in that boat, right? I didn't see he's gonna make fun, whatever. But it's it's more scary the longer you dwell on this verse. The reason why they had no belief was because Jesus had been become commonality. Just, oh yeah, Jesus is this, and oh, you know, this is that, and whatever. It's just part of routine. You know, church is just once a week. My Bible sits on the table. When our faith and our religion become commonality, we lose the authority and amazement of who Jesus is fresh daily. And it's a scary place to be. Look, it, it says when, because 
Jesus was just commonality to them of just, oh, he's, you know, it's just Jesus. It's just church. It's just my body. It's just whatever. It said because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place hands on a few sick and heal them. And I think the North American church is more like this than we're willing to admit it sometimes. And that's a little frightening. People saw Jesus as not an authority, but as common everyday Jesus. Just, it's just Jesus, you know. Have you allowed yourself to see Jesus as your authority or as ordinary? Is Jesus authority or ordinary to you? Your faith and your potential, your faith and the potential faith of others around you are dependent of you coming under authority. That's, that's, that's where it is. The faith, your future faith and the faith of others depends on you saying, you know what? I need to, like an umbrella, bring the authority of Jesus over my head and lift him up constantly. So this week's next steps, I, I want to challenge you, uh, I, every single person, there's not one person that I, I'm going to say every single person from small to big has something that might not be under authority of Jesus. Whatever it is, I, I'm challenging you to, to repent, to call it out, to say this is outside of the authority of Jesus and I'm, I'm moving it under. And, and for some of us, maybe it's the fact of Jesus has become ordinary and like an umbrella, you got to pick it back up and say, I'm lifting this above myself. I'm submitting to the fullness of the authority of Jesus. Because we, we, can't, we can't see what happened in Capernaum with the miracles and the changing our city and changing your city. And, and we can't see that unless we have Jesus as our authority. Or else we're just going to be like this other city who Jesus was common and nothing really happened. So that, that's the next steps. And if you're saying, great, I'm already doing that. Take it a next step further. Mm-hmm. Start changing your city. <laughs> Start seeing Jesus come into your work, your life, your family, your everything. So how do you want to pray for us? You just in prayer. Lord, we thank you. We thank you because you, um, you, you point these things out in our lives. And sometimes it may feel like a kick of the pants, but Lord, you do it with the most astounding love for us. And so we thank you for that. And I ask Holy Spirit that as our day continues and as our week continues, would we be so ready to take those opportunities that you reveal to us to enact our faith, to, to bring the authority of the Lord over our lives, over every aspect of our lives, especially those hard ones that we like to keep tucked away. The, the ones that cause a lot of pain even, Lord, because you want to take authority over those so that you could heal and bring peace and wholeness and restoration. So we thank you for the things that you are going to be doing, for the, the things that you have already begun to um, put into place so that we could see your glory in our lives on a daily basis, Lord. So we thank you for that. And we praise you and, and we just um, ask that we would enter into your presence in a time of worship right now with with clean hands and a pure heart to just completely lift up all our praise and all of all of who we are to you lord in jesus name amen amen would you join us in worship wherever you're at this morning um 
And would you just prepare your heart in knowing that the Lord is doing something so big and so good through you, in and through you. Lord, we're so grateful for who you are and the work that you're doing in our hearts, Lord God. We just submit ourselves to you and worship. Come into your full authority in Jesus' name. search the world but it couldn't fill me a man's empty praise and treasures that fade were never enough then you came along and put me back together is now satisfied here in your love there's nothing better than you Lord there's nothing better than you Lord there's nothing nothing is better than you oh there's nothing Yes, there's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing is better than you. You turn graves into gardens. 
You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. Oh, there's nothing better. truly gets keeps getting better over time <laughs> sometimes we need more time to get better <laughs> but God continues to get better to us more because not because he changes but because we begin to understand more of who he really is right that's why he gets better to us it's not that he's changing because he's always been awesome <laughs> we're just catching up <laughs> this next song is you keep on getting better and it's just been on one on our hearts for like months as we've been singing through it as a worship team so we're going to share it with you today <laughs> i will sing of your goodness i will sing of your love though the seasons come quickly you have always been enough though the night make it dark though the waiting seems long you have always been faithful to remind me of your love. You are good. In the morning I sing you. I good. In the evening I sing you. I good. You are good to me. You have always been patient. You have always been kind. You're consistent through the ages. Oh, what a friend of mine. So I'll remind my soul to bless you, standing firm upon your truth, knowing you cannot be shaken, for I've seen what you can do. You are good. In the morning I sing you, I good. In the evening I sing you, I good. You are good to me. Sing that with me. You are good. Oh, yes, you are good. In the morning I sing you. In the evening I see you, I 
you're so good to us. You're a good, good father. You're perfect in all of your ways. And as we learn more and more about who you are and your nature, you just get better and better to us, God. We're so grateful for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, as we just begin to wrap up here, I just wanted to remind us of a couple of things. One, the word that Pastor gave about coming under God's authority. I shared a little bit about my own thing online, but I really feel like God is asking me to not just give him full authority in certain areas of my life, but in every area of my life. And for me, I feel like that's relationships. It's really easy for some relationships for me to be like, God, I need you to take control over this, and you have that. And there's some relationships that are really close. I would hold really closely, and I'm like, Lord, I think I got it. <laughs> but he really wants for us to give him full authority, and that's the best way to do it because if anybody knows where things are going, it's going to be God. I think 2020 has proven to all of us we have no idea what's going on <laughs> or what's coming. But thank God that he's God. And if he, we give him full authority, we can have faith and trust that he's going to walk us and guide us through the right direction, right? Amen. So our challenge from pastor was to repent for things that are not under God's authority. So myself right now, I'm repenting. I do not have every relationship under God's authority. <laughs> and I want to place those things under God's authority. So will you do that with us this week? Will you just search your heart? Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, is there something that you've not given him under full authority, full authority of? Repent of that and then release it to him. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. It's not. It's going to be a daily thing like Pat mentioned before in his comments. It's a daily thing. You're going to have to ask God, okay, am I giving you everything today? Am I putting everything under your authority today? Do you need to check me in some areas, God? I release that to you. So I'm saying God be with you in that journey. God be with me in that journey. <laughs> May it give us the grace and strength to do exactly what he's called us to do. And we're so grateful you came to join us today out on the line. It's so good to see half your faces. <laughs> and we hope to see some of you online continuously each week. And we'll see you next week as well. Thanks, guys. Take care.